In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This past Tuesday, I visited CCD classrooms, all the ones that I could within the hour, mostly the lower grades. And the fifth graders were posed a question. They were talking about God, the existence of God, creation. So I asked them, how many of them had ever seen a night sky completely full of stars? A little over half of them raised their hand. And I told them, I can't imagine being able to see the night stars every night and not concluding that there is a God and that he's amazing. I also encourage them to find an opportunity, go out west. You don't have to go further than 30, 40, 45 minutes to see a night sky full of stars. Because it's not only the, the order and the predictability and the movement, but it's, it's just the amazing beauty. People, human beings were meant to look up and see a spectacular display every night, provided there are no clouds. And the only pitfall is that someone might conclude that there are many gods, right? That'd be a common mistake, but no human being lives under those stars and concludes there isn't even a single God. Our Albanian friends can tell us that only Albania in the 20th century has ever declared itself officially atheist. No other country or culture ever had the audacity to make such a statement. It's completely antithetical to human beings to not believe in God, to not recognize the creator. We were made for the truth, to recognize it. This coming week, I'll ask them a similar question. How many of them have held a newborn baby in their hands, right? So newborn that you're not holding this newborn in your arms, that's a little further down the road, a few weeks, but a, a newborn baby, right in their little paws, and get, to, get the chance to just stare at this amazing, amazing creation. It's impossible to gaze at a, at a brand new baby and realize, well, this baby's not brand new. This baby's quite a few months old, but it's just seeing the world for the first time it's, it's impossible to have that experience and to think that this baby just simply is a thing as opposed to created by God with a soul. It's also impossible to imagine it being okay to just simply dispose of this baby as a, uh, as a nuisance or to dismember this baby as a threat or to, or to treat this baby as a disease in the womb. Impossible.
As human beings, we, we recognize God. We recognize the Creator. When we, when we pause to observe what, what is before us, it changes us just to simply see what is, to see what already has been made by God. It changes us. And then helps us recognize we likewise are this amazing creation that proclaims the existence and the majesty and the wisdom of God himself. When as sons and daughters of God the Father, not just as creatures, not just as beautiful, intelligent creatures, but as adopted sons and daughters of God, we gaze on the face of the Savior. It is impossible not to be moved with love, with pity, with humility, with repentance, with gratitude. When we pray the rosary, that's what we're doing. We're not just simply repeating prayers one after the other. We're holding Our Lady's hand as, as we walk with her through the events of our Lord's life. It, it can't help but change our hearts and to change others. We celebrate October 7th because back in the year 1571, on the eve of a momentous naval battle when forces from the east were coming to destroy Christianity and eradicate it from Europe, were met by a patchwork of navies from various parts of Europe cobbled together by Pope Pius V entrusted to Don Juan of Austria. The night before the battle, Pope Pius V ordered all the churches of Rome to be kept open so that prayers could continue through the night, specifically intercessions and praying of the rosary. And a fortuitous wind shift the next morning permitted an outnumbered Christian force to prevail and to save, at least momentarily, Christianity in the European continent. And so October 7th was named at first the Feast of Our Lady of Victory and eventually Our Lady of the Rosary. And the rosary still has the power to change lives and to change the course of history. My first observance of its power was in seeing, hearing about the change it made in my own father, who was a typical surly newsman. He was chief of the news desk at U.S. News and World Report for much of his career. He came home from work already in a bad mood. And then he'd watch the evening news, and then he'd be in a really bad mood to see how the networks were twisting and distorting the news stories of the day. 
shouting at the television. I'm sure if he'd had a brick, he would have thrown it through the television screen sometimes. But I don't know that man. That's the man that my brothers knew as their dad when I was too young to know what was going on. What happened in the intervening years was dad decided to pray the rosary every day. And he wasn't just working beads and checking a box. He, he prayed like a boy. He held Mary's hand and contemplated the mysteries of our Lord's life. And it turned him into the kindest, gentlest human being you would ever want to meet. Take my word, you wouldn't want to meet someone kinder or gentler. It would be a little weird. Imagine what happens not only when we lift our soul up to God to be in the presence of the Savior, but like the four who brought their paralyzed friend to our Lord, imagine when we're also interceding for others, when we lift up others in our prayers and ask the Lord to bless them and to give grace to them, how they change. Because the opposition isn't simply lacking information. Those who want to destroy us in the church aren't just simply those who are merely uninformed. A few people, perhaps. There's a few people who maybe need more information about when a baby's heartbeat begins or when a baby begins to move or or when a baby begins to be unique at fertilization when it has its own DNA. St. Paul only needed one data point in order to be completely transformed because he was already completely dedicated to God as much as he knew how. He simply needed to know that Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead and really is in heaven. That's all Saul needed to know in order to become Paul. And then he spent upwards of three years contemplating how his whole world had changed with that one new piece of information. But most people don't need more information. Most people need healing. Most people need to have their powers of observation healed. It's normal for a human being to look at the sky or look at the, the world and to recognize the creator. If, if someone doesn't, it means they're They're somehow impaired. They're prevented from recognizing what's obvious. Someone who who sees a baby and thinks that it's okay to to kill this one in the womb is obviously wounded from something and unable to recognize the beauty of another human being. They need to be healed. And so while we oppose them properly, we also we pray for their recovery. Not in a condescending or patronizing way, but knowing that it is normal for human beings to know the truth, to recognize the truth. And so we lift up our hearts, we lift up our loved ones, and we lift up our enemies, and we ask the Lord to heal a broken world and all of its broken hearts. And we ask Mary 
to always be by our side. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.